Welcome into another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And here we are, episode 145. 145. Moving it on up. Yes. What is our topic? This is setting boundaries. Good one. Yes. Excellent. Yeah, we have a lot of listeners that are interested in this. Cool. For sure. Awesome. Well, before we hop into it, anything you want to talk about from last week? Yes. Last week, uh, our topic was answering listeners' questions about pets And I did a reading on that episode for Shannon and Daisy. And this was the dog that was food aggressive, Mm -hmm. remember? And so I told her, let's work on this. And so every day since then, I've been talking to this dog a little bit every day. Um, But this is is, uh, Shannon's response on Wednesday. She sent this. Hi, Samantha. Thank you so much for reading my sweet girl, Daisy, on your podcast. You had mentioned that maybe if you communicated with her a few times, it would help her to realize she does not need to be aggressive with food. I would absolutely love that and pay you as well. And I told her, no, you're not going to pay me. Tell her I will make sure she gets plenty of good, good food and treats, but she needs to be patient and not lose it on her siblings when they go for something she wants. Again, thank you so much. So I have been working with Daisy and I haven't told Shannon, like, let's test this yet. Cause I don't, I, I don't, you know, mm-hmm. she has, I think it's seven other dogs wow. or seven total. Yeah. There's wow. a lot of dogs and they each eat in their own space. So this only really happens when like maybe there's something dropped on the floor or, you know, she said one time the dog snapped when somebody was walking by a trash can, like she thought the dog was going to get something out of the trash or whatever. So she's just trying to guard whatever food that she has. But before we started this episode, I tuned into her to see what her demeanor for today was. And I had this this flash of her like starting uh-huh. to to get angry and then stopping hmm. like remembering so i don't know if that's happened yet if that's a that might be a vision of it's already happened and i just don't know or to come but that's what i saw was her but have getting you been it. tuning into yes every day cool mm-hmm. so we'll <clears throat> curious to see th- yeah. what she says what Me Shannon too. says. yeah it's one of those things that it doesn't happen often so it's not like you know it, we may go a couple years and it's fine and then have an incident. We don't know. But right. I am really am working with her and she does feel it, I can tell. I'm assuming all the dogs are different breeds probably. Yes, and most of them yeah. are smaller. She's a lab great Dane Mastiff mix. Oh, boy. So she's a big dog with the a lot of power. <laughs> yeah, with problem. Well, yeah. you know what? These big dogs, they love the little dogs. They do, yeah. But, you, sometimes. But there's a lot more, you know... If, if there's an incident, a lot more can happen. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you definitely have to be safer there. So right. that's what we're trying to do is prevent any injuries, any future injuries. Cool. For sure. So, and then last week, I also gave the the dad update story. And yeah. I have had so many messages. Like, it has been a crazy week from all of the people. I even got some this morning sending messages, well wishes, <clears throat> you know, what an interesting story this is and awesome. stuff. And so that's cool. Like, I feel like, you know, people are interested and that's great. So I thought I would give another quick update and just let you know that I've 
spent the last week really getting to know them and building mm-hmm. relationships. And, you know, it's hard because there's one of me and three of them. And so I've been trying to split my time, still work, still get all my stuff done. And it's like learning this new kind of balance and everything. But it's been really cool. Right. You know, it's it's um, different than I think what most people would think. You know, it's right. it's I still look at my life and go, I don't understand. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, this is just the weirdest thing to ever happen. But yeah. there's reasons to everything, you know? Yeah. So, and one of the big questions I keep getting asked is if we've met yet. And we have not met yet. They live 10 hours north of us. So yeah. we are trying to arrange something. Um, you know, the, the Rona is huge here right now. Our Ooh. numbers here where we live and it's not, you know, a lot of people in our area as opposed to like other places in Southern California, our numbers are really high. Yeah. They're really high. So like we have to wait for that before really yeah, we can do just anything. To be safe. <clears throat> yeah. For sure. So we're hoping maybe this summer, you know, that'd yeah. be cool. That's not far away. No. So yeah. Very so nice. there's your update on that. Cool. And then we do our questions every yes. week. So let's see. The first one is from Daphne, and Daphne, I did a reading for her, and then um, after the reading, I thought that there was an episode that would help her. Actually, it was last week's episode. Mm-hmm. So I sent her that, because a lot of it was on reincarnation. She had questions about reincarnation. Okay. So this was her response to that episode, but also one of this week's questions. Cool. She says, I tuned in today for the podcast. It was very helpful. I was a bit disappointed to hear, though, that when animals come back or reincarnate, that they don't remember the past or us for that matter. So it just leaves me wondering if I'll ever feel the same way I did with Ferdinand with another pup. She had, um, I think it was a Frenchie. Yeah. Yeah, Frenchie. Uh, Let's see. The fact is, he left us way too early. At only 11 months, we were just getting started. So much more was still to come. But if and when we do get a new bro and and Ferdy comes back as him, what would be the point if he doesn't remember me and the kind of life we lived? Hmm. Well, um, can I? Yes, please. Uh, sure. Because I, I immediately felt this and that was it's um, like they have, first of all, that part of what she said at the beginning of her before she asked the question was what's the purpose well they still feel a connection to you like just like brody and you did at the beginning Ferdinand. i mean excuse me ferdinand Ferdinand. um you developed a relationship yeah something special a bond a connection and the purpose of that is even though you don't remember that or they don't remember they were a particular other life they still feel a connection. Right. To them, it may be a brand new connection. But yeah, they just don't know why. Just like to you, it might yeah. be a brand new connection if you're not aware of maybe this possibility. Right. In life. So I don't think that it's in vain at all. No. You're still making a, a close connection and, and a, a deep relationship with another being. Right. Well, one of the things that <clears throat> I pointed out to her was that she knows things now because of this reading that mm-hmm. most people don't know. Yeah. Most people don't know that their dog is going to reincarnate back to them. Right. They just end up adopting another dog or a cat or whatever they're going to get and think, you know, whatever they think. She's given this opportunity to know when this soul is going to come back to her. Right. And there's a reason for that, you know. So 
they're supposed to come to us. We're supposed to just go with the flow with this and mm-hmm. not overthink so much. Right. You know, that's that's kind of an overthinking. But mm-hmm. I, I think also with reincarnation, that if you ask people what one of they think one of the downsides to reincarnation is, they'll say that because you don't remember past lives. But think about that a little bit more. Think about the trauma that you have from this life. Yeah. Do you really want to carry around the trauma from 10 previous lives? What if you lived with the dinosaurs Maybe and you died by, lives. I mean, I don't know if there were people around. Let's just say there were people around because we don't know everything. You lived with the dinosaurs and you died by being squashed by one of their big ass feet. <laughs> right. Do you want to remember that? I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to remember that. So this is why we don't remember our past lives. Plus, it wouldn't make any sense for our lessons. The yeah. lessons for people are like now. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> so when we have somebody or something that's coming back to reincarnate to us, we're really not supposed to know that yeah. that's what's coming. Right. You know, we're just supposed to go with it and trust. But it doesn't mean that Ferdy won't feel some special connection no, to sure, you, Daphne, no. and, and, and maybe even realize that himself. Yes. Like, wow, I feel really like a special connection to my owner, this person. Right. I love it. Right. Whether he remembers anything or not, which right. he probably doesn't. Yeah. That it's just another connection. Yeah. Just like the first time you guys had to go around. And who's to say that Ferdy wasn't the reincarnation of something else before? Right. Exactly. Absolutely. For sure. So hope that answered your question, Daphne. Thank you for that. That was cool. And then the second one is from Dawn. She says, why do people question spirituality in regards to gifts of the universe? Well, I think that there's a lot of reasons why people question, mm-hmm. and probably number one is the religious stuff that they've been taught. Right. Um, even if they're not in religion, we pick up some of it through osmosis mm-hmm. growing up. There's probably not a lot of people that aren't tainted in one way or another from some kind of religion, of whether it's you're going to hell or, you know, psychics are bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. I also think there's different periods in society where it's more acceptable than other periods. Mm-hmm. Um Kind of like we talked about in the early, it was like late 1800s, 1900s, where this wasn't unusual. People were going to psychics and mediums a lot. Right. Uh, I've been watching this show about castles um, in England, some of the great castles in England, and some of the crimes that people were committed of back then wore the same thing. They actually believed in it. They believed that if you were using the other side to alter future events Mm -hmm. they would imprison you or have you killed yeah that's insane so they believed that it was possible yeah they just didn't want people doing it right yeah and and there's a couple of reasons well there's probably many reasons but we as humans have this need to see something like we Mm. have to have it placed in front of us so Mm. if somebody says i'm a psychic even if they can give you this proof Mm. a lot of people they don't it's not solid evidence because it's just what they're saying and i mean i can give people all day stuff and and the biggest skeptic might come back and say you got that off the internet yeah there's no way (laughs) you know there's no way like it just comes it flows through you you know but um and also because i think it's also might seem too good to be true mm-hmm. like the fact that we can talk to another dimension the fact that we can predict the future that we can 
there's so many things we can do with these abilities. Right. And <clears throat> it does almost seem too good to be true. But it is true. Right. And we could have such better lives if more people really did grasp this and understand and believe in it and mm-hmm. look at it as gifts, like what Don's saying. Yeah. Because they are gifts from God. People want to look at it as that it's something from the devil. Right. But we're doing God's work, at least the yeah. light workers. Like I think that's kind of, even to answer a question, a lot of it is, uh, you know, religious establishments influence yeah. on saying this is wrong. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Um, yeah. And as far as I can see, I don't see anything wrong. You know, yeah. I, it, it's hard to believe that you can, like you said, do these things, communicate with another dimension, life in a different form. Right. Essentially, um, that you can even be involved in your future's outcome. Right. That, you know, some of these things... <clears throat> You would think, well, how? But there's right. a lot of greater things beyond just our body here. Yeah, I always compare it to oxygen. Like, we don't mm-hmm. see oxygen, but we know it's there. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't see te- telepathic communication. Mm-hmm. We don't hear it verbally, but right. it's there. Yeah. It's It doesn't need to show itself. No. You know? It's just, I don't know. There's There's so many reasons, I think, why... That people don't accept these as gifts, but yeah. they are, and and that's what we're one of the biggest things we're here to show yeah. is that it's not it's not a bad thing, you know. No, nobody's burning cross crosses or you know no. sacrificing goats in the front yard. Where that's nothing, you right. know. This is about the light, yes, know, the good and and their help, yes, because. That's what they're there doing. And if if everybody in the world were refusing their help, they'd be so bored. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. So I hope that answers your question, Don. I thought that was a good one, too. Yep. Question, Don. And then the last thing before we get into this week's topic is a reading. And so this is Amanda. She said, I would love for you to connect with my sweet boy, Jake. I adopted him when he was seven years old. And he lived to be 18. I felt so incredibly lucky to have him for eight years. He was my shadow, my little buddy, and my heart. He and I had a special connection the moment we met. I miss him so much and would love to know if he has any messages for me and what he thinks of our new puppies. I would also love to know if he has my soul dog and if if he was my soul dog and if he will be coming back to me. Thank you so much. Cool. So this is Jake. He's a schnauzer. Yeah. He's a little guy. Little schnauzer. Okay, so let's talk to Jake. So Jake is doing... Sometimes they show me different movements that they made when they were alive to show that it's them. And what he's doing is this excited kind of jumping up and like stopping like this twitchy kind of motion, you know, looking around and then like like twitching back and forth, you know. I don't know how to explain it, but Mm. he's like... Like um, sharp movements, not smooth movements, and like jolting kind of. But th- it's because he's happy. He's excited that right. we're here to talk to him. So it's a good <laughs> feeling. So this is probably what he did. Like a lot of people, we call it the zoomies when dogs start running in circles. Mm. So that might be his introduction to the zoomies. Is yeah. A lot of times what happens, they start doing that around the Rainbow Bridge. So let's see what else he has to show. He's playing with a tennis ball on the other side. He likes the green grass there. Uh, Let's see. 
he's really happy and really expressive. Like some dogs can show their their emotions so well, and he's doing this kind of prancing thing and showing how happy he is to have <laughs> us. That's really sweet. Um, he's drawing me into his eyes, which makes me wonder if he was having vision problems there. It's, that's what I'm feeling. Mm. Um, not that his vision was gone per se, but that it was getting hazy and, and harder for him. Um, let's see what else he wants to tell us. He says he is going to come back. Um, probably not right now. Like, like, um, I'm going to say I'm seeing it three. So let's go three years. And this always happens for a reason. Like sometimes I'll, I'll give a number like that and people are like, oh man, that's a long time from now. And like, but it comes really fast and there's always a reason, yeah. always a reason. Like I was so excited to get Betty when I knew that she was coming to us because I had known for like a couple years, I think. <clears throat> and I would feel that excitement like, oh, I can't wait for her. You know, I want it right now. I want it right <laughs> now. But you realize that it has to be at the universe's time. Yeah. And so that's what he's saying is it, it'll be at the universe's time. So don't worry. And you will know that it's him. He will make it very obvious. Um, he will be hard to refuse. Um, that's cool. She wanted to know about the new puppies. They have a lot of energy, and he is thankful that he's not there to deal with them. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Puppies are a lot of work. He's, like, actually showing them nipping at his feet. Not oh. that they actually are doing that because he's right. passed, but that's what he's showing. Maybe so that's, that's probably disliked. what they would have done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but he is around there a lot, and... Um, is trying to be an influence on them because our animals can do this. They can talk to the other animals. It's just telepathy. Mm -hmm. It's their their language. So a spirit talks the same language as the living animals. Mm -hmm. So that is what he is doing. So, and then if he is your soul dog, you know what? All of these dogs are your soul, their soul families, their soul mates. Um, so yes, he's very much one of them. And he <clears> felt <throat> that too, um, that extra, like, strong bond with you. Um the family that he came from before, he didn't have that bond with. So there was definitely something different when he mm. came to you. So, and I do feel when he reincarnates that he's going to come back to you, not to that other family that he had before you. So, so I hope that that helps Amanda nice. and for, um, for Jake. Very cool. Yay. Thanks, Thank you guys. so much guys. So that's what I have for you from last week. Very good. Yay. Okay. Then episode 145. Setting boundaries. Setting boundaries. This has been a challenge for me my whole life. Yeah. You know, I think for most people. It is. It is. It's, there's so many different reasons that we have to set boundaries, so many reasons why we don't want to do it, why it's hard to. Right. Um, we're going to talk about all of those things today. Uh, boundaries are the separations that humans need to feel safe valued respect and respected mentally emotionally and physically everything yeah um without those boundaries we kind of let people take advantage of the situation of <clears throat> us and a lot of times it's not that people even mean to do that it's that we're not setting the boundaries we're not letting them know what the boundaries are so they don't know you know how to make sure that we're respected in these ways right um, we have to let others know what makes us comfortable and uncomfortable. And, and this is a challenge, I think, also for younger people that, you know, <clears throat> maybe don't have the cognitive thinking like an adult that's had more life experience of them 
and what are my boundaries? Right. You know, like you're you're young. You don't really know that. Right. And we realize maybe a lot of our trauma in life comes from or could have maybe been avoided by a boundary. Yes, absolutely. And setting boundaries can be very uncomfortable. <clears throat> it, it really can because nobody wants to hurt anybody else's feelings. Yeah. So you have to find like tactful ways of doing these things. Let me you ask know? you, what do you what do you feel who's it harder to set a boundary for? Family or Oh, that's a good friend. Question. That's a good question. Animals is another one yeah, too, that's a whole other that's topic. a different energy because they're not manipulative as manipulative as, as much I think as right. a human. You know, that's a good question. Um, I would say, if I'm not just speaking for myself, but probably from things that I've learned, it it, it would be family. Yeah. You know, um, for me, I'm just experiencing <clears throat> having this new family, and so yeah, you have to set boundaries. Um, we all do. Mm. I have to set them with each one of them, and they have to set them with me. Because we don't know each other, and that's how we get to know each other. But I think a lot of people, when they are getting to know somebody, they're afraid. We do this a lot, like, in relationships, mm-hmm. like, like um, you know, intersex relationships, not intersex, mm-hmm. but, you know, opposite sex, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we do this a lot. We want to impress the other person. Yeah. And so we don't put up boundaries. Right. You know, we just let them do whatever they want. And then once we're comfortable in the relationship, then we're like, I'm going to put up some boundaries here. And it's like, whoa, then right. it becomes a whole other thing. You're afraid to put them up because you're afraid of hurting this person's feelings right. or they don't know what to take of it, that maybe your feelings have changed because why all of a sudden this boundary when it wasn't one before, mm-hmm. you know? You have the right to change your boundaries at any time, of course. But it's always best to come into the relationship with presenting those. Yeah. Not in in a negative way, of course. You know, but being honest and open about about who you are and what you need. And that is very hard because you don't want to run people off. Like, you know, I've been really, really honest with my new family about who I am. And we're very different. They like very different things than I do. And so far, there's been my like my new brother, he loves to hunt. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for me. And so I I told him, I'm like, this is, you know, an area we may not connect with on on that level. And he's been really respectful of that. He had a really weird experience the other day, where (laughs) a goose literally fell out of the sky in front of him. And like, I don't know, maybe if he didn't know me, maybe he would have just shot the that goose right away, you know, thinking it's going to die anyways. But he messaged me and he let me talk to the goose and say, you know, is this goose going to die? It actually died before he had a chance to do anything. Well, I mean, I did tell him it's going to die. And then he said, literally, he looked over at his friend and the goose was dead, you know. But that, because I said that to him, I said, this is, you know, how I feel. He handled that differently probably than he would have. You know, he may not have known that I'm sensitive to that and may have come back and said, oh, I just had a goose fall from the sky and I shot it because it was dying. And that would have been a lot harder for me. So, you know, it's it's tact a lot of times has to do with with the boundaries. Like a lot of times I think if we don't say immediately how we're feeling and Mm -hmm. we hold it inside, then we get this like resentment. And then by the time that we do bring it up, it's like kind of comes out different than it should have originally. Mm You know, it's a tough that would be a tough one for me to answer only because I kind of look at it as like we all look at life as we're surrounded by our family first and then we go out in the world, you know, essentially to make our own life. Right. With contact with our family and stuff. But we're out there to make our own family. Right. Um, And nobody wants to be alone. 
So I think that's kind of what you were saying, like early in a relationship. Yeah. We're very tolerant. And then all of a sudden the boundaries come and then people mm-hmm. get people get shocked and surprised. Like, wait a minute. Yes, this exactly. hasn't been a problem for, you know, for however long it hasn't been a problem. And, right. now, and now all of a sudden it is. Right. So for the sake, I think, of like not wanting to be alone, a lot of us will do that. Yeah. And be tolerant. However, the family side comes with this sort of... Um, I don't know if I'm saying this right, or this is I'm alone in thinking this, but this sort of unspoken obligation to allow certain things because they yes. are family. Yes, I and, can see that. And so it might be harder to place a boundary there. Right. You know, when you're kind of the worst thing, the last thing you want to hear them say is like, well, we're, I thought we're blood, we're family, right. you know, and, and that should trump everything and and everything should be okay well no not necessarily yeah no because we shouldn't tolerate things that are we shouldn't tolerate do you know what i mean yeah like we should be able to put boundaries down with friends with relatives with whatever i actually have had to do a lot of that with both um my mother, I had to lay boundaries with her as I got older because she kept trying to pull the same stunts that she would pull when I was a kid. And it was like, as I got older, I was like, I can't do this anymore with her. I just can't. And so there was one day where she was up to her old stuff. And I said, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I'm not doing it anymore. When you want to stop, then we can have a normal relationship. Well, maybe not normal, but we can have a better relationship maybe. And you Mm. know what? Those things, she never did them again. Right. And because she was probably shocked to hear me put that boundary down. But you have to. Right. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? The person is going to walk away. Well, okay. But I don't think if you have a relationship with your mother or your parents that, and you're that close, they're just going to walk away from that. Yeah. You know, that is one of the things that's hard for people with boundaries is that they're afraid of the abandonment. Mm. You know, they might have abandonment issues. And so instead of being abandoned, might as well just keep it to myself. But all you're doing in that is making yourself miserable. Right. I think there was a couple comments in the discussion group Mm -hmm. um, that really I liked. Um, Nick was one of them and said that he feels it's best to do this early in a relationship because it's harder Yes. The longer it goes on. Couldn't agree with him more. Yes. Um, that is absolutely the truth. The other one was um, the comment about setting boundaries for yourself first because mm-hmm. you're teaching yourself a lesson in what boundaries actually are. That's so right. how can we hold others accountable to our boundaries when we're not holding ourselves accountable to our own boundaries. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? So That's right, yeah. Um that was a really good comment too. So it, it's it's a matter of like learning this. Yeah. Um and we all have to learn it unfortunately because it comes into play no matter whether it's friends, family, work. There's so many things that yes. we could caught we could re- we could alleviate a lot of conflict if we did that with one another. Yes, absolutely. And heard one another more about ah, I'm really not op- cool with that okay cool whatever you know well yes and we really have to understand that most of the time people aren't trying to hurt us by overstepping our boundaries they just don't know what they are Mm -hmm. so when we're doing all this we have to remember that that people are not mind readers even as psychics you know i i'm not i I don't know that's a great point so it's like think before you react okay does this person know my boundary yeah if they don't 
maybe I don't really have the right to get real upset about that. Right. Because I haven't been up front. Right. Yeah. Some of the other areas that um, we need to really look at boundaries. A lot of people is with work, especially the Mm self-employed. You know, I learned this in pet sitting. You can't take more than a certain amount, you know, or or go out of your area. And people would ask me all the time to go out of my area. I'll pay you more, but I know that I'm going to be miserable if yeah. I do that. You have to think about yourself. You know, you have to you have to put yourself first in this life for your happiness. Because if you're not happy, then nobody else around you is going to be happy. Really, yeah. you know, it, it, it just kind of all goes together. Um, something that I get a lot is people messaging me for free readings, and I usually will send them to my free reading group. I have a group specifically for that. There, my boundary, and I have boundaries for that. In the group, I require feedback to be left in my feedback file. I do something for you. You do something for me. We exchange energy. Mm-hmm. That's really the way it should be with everything. Mm-hmm. If we take something, we give something. It doesn't even have to be back to the same person, but you right. know, it. This is this should be a boundary, an equal boundary for everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. Your energy, like okay, I said energy, material possessions. Um, when somebody comes, maybe you, you know, somebody comes to you and asks you for money once, you loan them some money, they come back to you again, ask you for money again. You don't have to give them money the next time, you don't have to give them money the first time. Yeah. You're not obligated to anybody for that, you know. Um, even like your personal belongings, like there's a lot of women that don't want anybody to go through their purse. You have the right to set that boundary. Like you were like that at first. Um, you would ask for something. And I'm like, just get it out of my purse. Like go, you know, and you're like, no, you know, so maybe, strange, right? You know? but maybe that's a boundary that was set by, you know, your ex-wife or your mother or whoever. So you're used yeah. to the women in your life having that boundary. But for me, you're my husband and right. just go in my purse, you know, but um, you don't know what those boundaries are unless you mm-hmm. tell the person. True. I could have been the other way around and you might have gone in my purse and I've been like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't know. So you have to you have to ask these things yeah. and, and set them for yeah, sure. Especially, you know, when it comes to I mean, everybody wants to do a good deed, you know, and, and help somebody out. <clears throat> but it's not wrong to say, hey, just do me a favor and, you know, yeah. whatever it is particular about it, take care of this thing or whatever. Right. Um, it reminded me of a story that <clears throat> Milo, our drummer had lent um, one of the previous members in the group had lent him a drum set that he had bought this big drum set from um, a friend of mine that passed away. And we went over there together one day and I was purchasing one of his guitars that he had in his collection from his sisters um, that were selling the stuff. And Milo bought this huge drum set. And so he could break it down into small pieces and loan it off to people. So he did that with one of the guys, um, previous guys and, I remember him saying to me, I was like, oh, yeah, okay, cool. And he went over there after a while of the person having it, and it was in not very good shape. And he was a little upset, I think. And he laid the boundary right there because he said, you have to return this to me the way I gave it to you. Yeah. And he left without it. (laughs) I was like, whoa. Yeah. But you know what? It's respect. It, yeah. I respect people that are that upfront. Yeah. He wasn't rude about it. No. He was just direct, yeah. and and that's what he should have done yeah, to was, begin with. You I know, just loved it. it. That 
yeah. candidness about it. It's he has no problem setting the boundaries, and I no. love that about Milo. He's yes. just like, this is how I am, and Very I'm not front. gonna, fl- I'm not flexing on this. You yes. know, it's, so yeah, I admire that. Yes, yeah. I do too. I asked our listeners, why do you think it's so hard for some of us to set healthy boundaries? And the number one thing they said was that they don't want to hurt other people's feelings. Exactly. But you know what? When you don't set the boundaries now and then you continue to let them act this way, you're not doing them any favors. You're going to end up hurting them worse in the end if you have to set that boundary and then you're confusing them with why didn't they set the boundary before? Or you walk away with your feelings hurt. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. That's all about communication. And I think it's about delivering, too. If you deliver something the right way and explain, you know, this is how I feel. And this yeah. is not about you. This is about boundaries I've I've always had set. This is how I feel or whatever. You know, it doesn't have to be a you did this and you did that. So don't do that anymore. It shouldn't be like that. It should be an, an communication and an understanding of this is why I'm setting this boundary. And I hope that you'll respect that. Yeah. You know. Uh, the next one that they said is scared of losing people. It's that it is. It's that fear of abandonment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then bad habits taught as a child. Yes, absolutely. Because we take with us what our parents teach us and they don't even notice that. Like, even when it comes to the things that we say to other people, right. we may not realize that there's there's boundaries here yeah. because our parents didn't teach us that. Right. Or we saw things that maybe we shouldn't have or, or whatever. I got to points with both my parents in life that I had to put boundaries, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's a weird feeling. Yeah. When they're kind of the boss, you know, for a good majority of your life um, to get to a point where then you have to put up some sort of, it's a very strange feeling because it's, they were your superhero kind of for so long. Um, Not to say that they don't. Yeah. Anymore, I'm just saying that there are certain things that you realize affect you in certain ways right. that you're like, I can't, I really don't want that yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it's hard. Like, I do have family members that can't respect my boundaries. I have, I have a biological aunt on my mom's side. I say that I don't have blood family, but I do. The reason I don't is because they're not in my life. Right. Um, I wish that she was in my life, but <clears throat> she just can't respect my boundaries. And, and I, they're not, they're not even that bad. It's just don't don't call me and leave horrible messages on my answering machine. <laughs> don't get mad at me for something I didn't do, you know, yeah. things like that. Um, and she just can't live by them. So then I have to separate myself. And that sucks. And it sucks that, you know, we can't have a relationship. But you have to be healthy for you. You have to make the right decisions for you and your family. And I know that if she was involved in our lives, that she would cause way too much drama. And I don't want to do that to my family. Like, that's just not, you know, you have to put yourself and your family first. Right. You know, it's, yeah. So I get it. I agree. Um, And then they said guilt and trauma response. So, yeah, trauma response, I think that also, like, would include the fear of abandonment and other things that are, you know, our parents or <clears throat> other loved ones that we've had right. might, might push on us. I think also when it, um, you know, kind of talking about the responsibility of the person that's putting up boundaries, you know, is you don't wait until it's too late or you're too frustrated yeah. because the delivery typically Mm. then isn't really good yeah so start with that first and foremost if you have boundaries that you need to set with people 
maybe jot them down, write them down so you can see them back at yourself yeah. on a piece of paper yeah. and think about, you know, what's kind of the most diplomatic way to say this. Right. You know, the, if you jump down someone's throat, most likely that's the response you're going to get. Right. Because that's the energy you're bringing to the table. Um, it's hard to get mad at somebody that's being kind to you. This is true. And asking, not demanding. Yep. So just keep that in mind. Yeah. And if you're kind and they can't respect it, then you kindly tell them you can't be a part of their life. Yeah. You know, that's one of the, the parts of life that can be hurtful and confusing is, I, and I tell you this often, is that people get are going to get on the train, they're going to get off the train. Yeah. It's just the way it goes. And you can't control who gets on and who gets off. It has a lot to do with your soul lessons and, and you know, the timeline and everything. But we do have control over how we allow those people to make us feel while they're in our lives. Mm -hmm. And setting the boundaries is a big way. And we don't really realize, like, what is, what's the worst thing about not setting boundaries? Like, what does it do to us, Okay. Well, it does a lot to us, and especially if it's ongoing and long-term, because it makes us feel overwhelmed, mm -hmm. anxious, disrespected. So if you feel this way over long periods of time, then you're going to have a lot of resentment. You're going to have maybe depression, anxiety. Mm -hmm. High blood pressure. Yes, yes. And then if you have, you know, um, certain tendencies that you may, <clears throat> you know, maybe addictive habits that you might take that frustration then out on those things yeah and then you know the result could pot potentially be not real great yeah so i came across this today and so i <clears throat> saved it to read for this episode and it says be grateful for triggers they point where you are not free so these areas where you feel triggered on these are areas where you really need to set boundaries yeah. and it is really important for your mental health really um, you know, in your relationships with yourself, with other people, with, with everything, with your job, yeah. it really all goes hand in hand. So what are some signs that it's time to set some boundaries? Well, feeling chronically taken advantage of is one of them for sure. Um, feeling like you have to say yes to please others. This is something I've struggled with my whole life is saying no. I hate to say no. There are times where you have to say no right. and you have to do what's right for you and you can't feel guilty for that. You know, it's we set this boundary um, with family that Christmas time is for the kids. Mm -hmm. We don't exchange gifts except for the kids. And we all listen to those boundaries. Now, this year, um, uh, what is he to cousin? Jason? Yeah. Yeah. He, Jason came and he didn't know the rules. And so he brought gifts. And so, of course, we're not going to be like, ah, take your gift. And, you know, <laughs> right. but if it would have been the other family members that know this, we right. would have had to say, you know, right. this is a, this is what we do. <laughs> you right. know, this is a boundary and it's for everybody's sake, <clears throat> you know. Right. Um, and then let's see what else is on this list. Um, you don't get your needs met because you tend to fear conflict and give in to others. Mm -hmm. I fear conflict so much, but I'm learning how to not give in to that fear, right. how to be, you know, not let it overwhelm me and be respectful in my response. And it does help a lot. Yeah, because there could be people in your life that, even in my life, that I don't necessarily need to resent. It's That's a choice because right. I don't want to speak up. Right. Right. 
one thing, and I did mean to point this out earlier, is that if you have been abused in some way, this is overstepping of a an unsaid boundary, okay? Mm. So this causes a lot of trauma and damage <clears throat> and PTSD. So yeah. this alone, any kind of abuse will cause you usually to have a hard time setting boundaries. So think about that. If you've experienced those things, that it may be harder for you to say no or mm. to not worry what other people are going to think. But that's not because that's actually what's going on. That's because of your trauma. And so if you've got to heal that trauma, that's where shadow work and inner child work comes in and, and healing that trauma so that you can set these healthy boundaries and not feel guilty about it. Because I think there is something about like um, the, the abuse that some receive from parents that you you do feel guilty about it, like mm -hmm. you deserved it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But that's not the case at all. You were a child and you didn't deserve it. And so, you know, you you have to set your boundaries without looking at those things that happened to you in the past mm -hmm. as crippling you for doing so. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's another. Oh, actually, we're not there yet. But I really let's go into this examples of healthy boundaries, because this is a good one for right now. So we're going through this Rona, right? Mm -hmm. And for me, I don't like to shake people's hands. I never have. I would prefer the fist pump mm -hmm. or we just bow to each other, right? But how do you tell somebody that? And it's very awkward if, like, you walk into some place and yeah. you're introducing yourself and they reach your hand out. What are you supposed to do? <clears throat> how do you handle this? You stop and say, I prefer fist bump. Put your fist out, yeah, yeah. and hope that they just That's fist your boundary. Bump. That's it's, your boundary. You know, but again, you don't, we all, which is nice to think about how maybe a lot of our first reactions is to not offend the other person. Yes. You know, I want to be compassionate and understanding and friendly. But it's okay. Right. And especially in a, in a scenario like this. Yeah. With a pandemic. It's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. As awkward as it might be, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I, look at the Japanese. They bow. You know? Yeah. And they don't tell us why they're doing it. They just do it. So it's right. It's just, just do it. Do make some kind of gesture. But for me, like I've had a couple of times where I panic. They put their hand out and I panic and I'm like, fine, I'll just shake your hand. Where's my hand, Sandy? <laughs> uh, you know, it, yeah. it is hard it, because you don't want to hurt people's feelings or you don't want to feel stupid. I think for me, that's a big one too. I don't want to feel stupid. You know? I can honestly say though, you know, looking back and in my life, I've had to put boundaries both in family and relationships, mm -hmm. um, it, professionally, yeah. whether it's my own thing or my other job, you right. know, the day job, whatever it is, um, all those things I've had to, and not once, if I've done it in a healthy, respectful way, has it not worked out? Right. Absolutely. It's just a little bit nerve-wracking at the beginning right. when you realize oh i have to address this but it's like getting back on the horse the more you sit right. there and stare at the horse <laughs> yeah. the larger it looks like yeah. as opposed to just going nah just get to it and it's like then it's quick yeah I, absolutely i actually have an example for one that i'm going through with my new family is that i usually turn my phone off around like 7 30 probably mm -hmm. and i usually don't even look at it after that and so i wanted them to know that if they message me after a certain time and i don't respond to not take it personally because i could tell that i was already not responding fast enough right. like what they're used to and i'm like yeah. with that i was even like okay if i don't <clears> respond <throat> i'm i'm probably working or i'm busy you know 
don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to respond because I think that that's an insecurity that a lot of people have, too, mm. is that if somebody doesn't respond to a text message right away, that there's an issue. They don't like what they've said. Right. And that's not it, like, at all. Like, for me, I, I will absolutely say if that's the case, but I'm not just going to disappear for right. something like that. I just have something else to do. Right. So I told them. You can text. It's going to be do not disturb. Don't expect that I'm going to get mm-hmm. back to you. And I'm not, I don't be mean, mean when I'm saying that. I don't mean it like that at all. I'm just saying that so they don't get their feelings hurt because that mm-hmm. is, that's how we do things. Mm-hmm. That's how I do things, right. you know? That's it's how you just, roll. Yeah, that's how I roll. Exactly. That's what works best for me. Um, so, or like if somebody wants to take their your shoes off in their home, there's people that are like that. Mm-hmm. Take your shoes off, you yeah. know, just... Those are things, examples of healthy boundaries. You have the right to your own beliefs and your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. That I think that one right there, the right to your own beliefs, that's something that I think we get swept up into is that we're afraid to have our own beliefs and that people aren't going to like them or want to be around us if it's not their beliefs. But we right. are all entitled to our own belief. Absolutely. And setting boundaries and saying things like, for me, I don't want to talk about politics. Right. And if somebody starts talking politics, probably cut them down and say, look, let's just not talk about this mm-hmm. because we're not going to get anywhere, yeah. you know, and they may not like that, but that's a healthy boundary yeah. because in a lot of those situations, it just turns ugly. So you have to put that. Yeah. Oh, there's plenty of people out there that don't like other people's beliefs and yes. won't like that statement. But I couldn't agree with it more is that we'd have a lot less, I guess, need to make boundaries mm-hmm. if people just understood that everybody's entitled to their way of thinking. Yeah. And beliefs. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We all are. Even if we really can't understand, it's it is, you know, we're all individuals and we have the right to our own beliefs. Yeah. So how do we set boundaries? What are some ways that we can start working on this and maybe changing some things? Uh, First, we have to understand that every relationship requires different boundaries because Mm. it's going to be a different relationship. Mm -hmm. This is where like with the three, the, my dad and brother and sister that I'm learning this of, okay, they're all different. And so we have to talk about different things and it, you know, it is difficult, but it, it is really important, especially like, like we were saying at the beginning. You know, understanding this from the beginning. Everybody's different. Um, Speak up for yourself, but respectfully. That's very important. You have to learn how to be respectful, really. Mm -hmm. Because if you talk to somebody and you're rude about what you're saying, they're not going to respect you on the level that they will if you just tell them, look, this is who I am. You know, I don't like to talk on the phone to anybody, like even you. And I hate to say that, but you know it because you call me and you're You're like, like, what are you calling me for? That's the tone. What? What? I I don't say what are you calling me for? But yeah, you know, don't call me unless it's really important. Okay. (laughs) But my new sister loves to talk on the phone and she keeps saying to me, I wish you liked to talk on the phone. And I'm like, look, if I make the exception now, like I will talk on the phone. Don't get me wrong. I have talked to all of them on the phone, but I can't do it every day. Mm. I just can't. I'm not that type of person. And with my job, I just can't. So I have to set that boundary of, I'm sorry. That's Mm. not who I am as a person. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable for a lot of reasons. And that's just who I am. Right. You know, and that that to me is a healthy boundary and that's okay. Yeah. Um, 
evaluate your relationships. If people aren't accepting your boundaries, if they make fun of you for your boundaries, reevaluate those relationships. Why do you have these friends if they can't, you know, go by whatever, you know, healthy boundaries you two need in that relationship, really? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Use your personal values to guide you. I really like this. I think yeah. that if you if you really look within yourself and think what's what's most important, what are my my morals, my values, and I need to follow them. Mm-hmm. Those are the boundaries to set. Right. You know, those ones that make you feel like you're actually living the the way that you want to live according to your values. Um, sometimes boundaries are trial and error. So don't be afraid to tweak them over time, Mm -hmm. really. Like, maybe down the road, I'll love to talk on the phone and be like, hey, guess what, sister? We can talk every day, you know? But, yeah, who knows? Tweak it if you can. Um, Time, patience, and practice. These are things that with anything new. That's life. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely life. We're all learning and kind of sculpting ourselves kind of in an analogy that we're given this kind of Blake slate to develop and sculpt and that's that that statement is great for this particular topic but it goes i think with everything yeah every challenge that we accept in this world yep you know we had a couple of questions uh from listeners so i want to read these and see if we got to them uh amanda asked a few questions she said when you set boundaries and the person keeps overstepping them at what point do you walk away and call it quits that's a really good question. Um, I, I don't think there's a, a, a set. A, yeah. yeah, that every situation's different in everybody's yeah life and tolerance level and whatever. There's so many things that come yeah. into play, but you you'll know. You will know, and and I I say that to people like <clears throat> I do have a tendency to like maybe cut people out quickly, but I know when it's the right time for me. I know when I've been pushed too far or or something. And you just have to go with that and feel that I, I have this moment that I'm like, nope, it's just not going to be it. You know, what before right. you and I started dating and I was online and, and meeting people and talking to people, there was this one guy that I talked to and I was talking to him while I was driving and he said, what are you going to do tonight? And I said, oh, every I can't remember what night it was. Let's just say Tuesday. Every Tuesday nights I go to my friend's house and we watch shows or whatever. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, if we start dating, you're not going to be able to do that anymore. That was it. Done. Done. And he didn't understand. I was like, that statement right there is done. Because first of all, we haven't even gone out. Wow. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, but some people might have just been like, ignorance is bliss. Okay. Well, he wants to spend a lot of time with me. Yeah. No. Right. No, no, no. No, I heard control freak. Yeah. Control freak. So you really have to just go with what's in your heart and know that. If somebody is truly meant to be in your life, if, even if you kick them out, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. So if they're, you know, you just have to do what feels right for you. And the way they would come back, it would fit appropriately. Yep. So exactly. it's hard to imagine that, but it does happen. It, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's happened to me too. I think that, you know, you have these players in your life that do, they come, they come and they go and they come and they go. And you're meant to learn different lessons together and what you learned you know, previously isn't the same thing that you'll learn now. So, yeah. 
Uh, let's see. We are taught forgiveness, but even to God, when would too much be too much? That kind of continues there. Yeah. Uh, how many times can you forgive or show grace to one person for doing the same thing over and over again? And again, see, that's that's setting your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. That's If somebody's doing something to you over and over again, they're not respecting your boundaries yeah. or you're not laying down the boundary and saying this is it, yeah. you know, and then you do. You just have to walk away and it's not healthy. And you know, a lot of people, they'll be like, okay, I'll, I'll listen to your boundary. Like my mom, when I said that to her, I'm not doing this with you anymore. And she stopped. She listened because she didn't want to lose the relationship. Yeah. But I would have had to walk away. And and at that point, I did <clears throat> tell her I need a little bit of space. And until you're, you know, done with this freak out, I don't want to talk. And we, that was the one time that my mom and I went like a few days without talking. And it was really weird. But we needed it, you yeah. know, and, and it it brought us closer together. It made things healthier. So mm. sometimes that separation, even uncomfortable as it may seem, it can make things stronger. Yeah. You know, and then let's see. What's the other one? Candace asked how to not feel guilty for setting them. And why do you feel guilty for setting them? I, I think that's your own beliefs. Yeah. You know? I think, again, we go back to the fear of rejection, fear yeah. of abandonment. Um, maybe even for some people, fear of being wrong. Right. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, there's, there's a multitude of reasons why you could feel guilty. Yeah. The problem is, is what, when you put it on that kind of scale and you put your feelings getting hurt versus feeling guilty. Yeah. Which would right. you prefer? What outweighs what? Here? Right. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people from trauma, they <clears throat> choose that they would rather not feel guilty. They, they don't want like to seem like the bad person. And so right. they'll take heat or whatever, because that's the trauma response that, that they have. And right. that's not healthy. I think what all of this comes down to is learning what is healthy for you. Mm, yeah. What is is going to make you have the, the happiest life? Because that's not selfish. Yeah. Some people might think, well, okay, you're just talking about you, you, you. No, because right. you know what? I do so much for other people, but I have to set boundaries for me to keep myself <clears throat> healthy yeah. so that I can help other people. Because if I don't and, and I'm a complete mess, I can't do my job. Right. I can't do other things properly. So you have to set those boundaries in order to have a healthy you mm-hmm. without a healthy you what do you have you know yeah i mean and again there's no blueprint there's no book Mm-mm. that says how long and why do we feel this right. we're speaking from our experience mm-hmm. um and our beliefs and our knowledge uh for myself i sat in a in a relationship for 18 years that was within the first year i could see that there was yeah. major red flags yeah I stayed in it for 18 years and you would think, well, all the times that I, you know, someone might be listening, thinking, well, all the times that this guy felt like maybe this wasn't the right thing. Why did it take that time? Well, I can't answer that. I just know that there was a resounding message in my head and in my heart that said it's time. Yeah. There's no more if, ands, buts about it. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. And as hard as that was my boundaries weren't yeah being accepted anymore no and so therefore i knew i couldn't go another day or another year or whatever even though i had gone that long right i think for us that are parents or um hoping to be parents this is a very important thing to learn yeah. within ourselves 
to help teach our children yes. better um, personal defense mechanisms to help them succeed and avoid unnecessary trauma and things in their life. Yeah. Um, we spend a lot of time with our daughter in <clears throat> empowering her mm-hmm. and, and helping her even talking about her boundaries for situations that come up in her personal life, whether it be with her friends her family. Yeah. Um, absolutely. You know, she needs that. These, these kids, they need you to, they need us to teach them how yeah, to set boundaries right. because if we're not good examples of it, how are they going to know? Yes. And for the type of person that she is, what she needs the most from us is for us to reinforce that you don't need to feel guilty. Yeah, exactly. For setting this boundary. You yes. don't need to f- to feel that way. Yeah. I've watched her and so have you grow immensely over the last couple years in particular um, because she's gotten really much better at this. Standing up for herself, setting yeah. her boundaries. Yeah, absolutely. And so keep that in mind. If you have children already or you're hoping, planning to be, um, that is your responsibility as a parent. Yeah, it really is. To, to teach them this and to teach them that they shouldn't feel guilty. Yeah. You know, if it's a reasonable request, you know. Yeah. Then you shouldn't. It, it starts with the kids because if we have all this damage mm-hmm. and then they feel that damage like if we're always letting them know oh look at all my damage that i have they suck it in they by osmosis they get it Mm -hmm. then they don't know how to set boundaries they don't know how to handle their lives and it becomes a vicious cycle it starts with the kids making them feel comfortable in setting boundaries teaching them how to do that all of the things that come with that showing them that if you have a problem in your life with setting a boundary in a certain spot Show them that you can change, too, that you have now set this boundary. Show them, empower them that way. That's really what they need. Like, I don't think people understand just how absorbent children are. Yes, they are. Everything. You can damage a child so fast. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. And a a lot of people don't even see that. And then that child becomes an adult and it becomes a cycle. So, yeah. And you can start it real young. That's what's the beauty of, of it. Because they are so sponge-like and they absorb it all, that you can start very young with them. Yeah. With it. And that, like, say a toddler, for instance, that, okay, we've got a boundary issue here because there's a sharing problem. Yeah. All right? We have two toddlers that don't want to share. Maybe one toddler's coming over to visit the other toddler's house, and there's a bunch of toys that this, you know, the one that lives there doesn't want to share. This goes with animals, too. Animals. Um, You can make a boundary where they understand that this is part of it. Right. They have to learn to share, but they can also have their own boundary, which means you give them their own special toy. Yeah. And this one, they just play with. Yep. But all these other ones over here that everybody gets to play with those. Yep. So you're allowing them to make a boundary. However, you're creating a boundary for them as well. Yep. And you're showing them how the compromise works. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? We can learn about that from animals because animals do this naturally. So like, let's say this actually happened in our house, but let's say that you get a a new dog and you bring that new dog in and the 
the one that you have before is going to establish boundaries instantly. Mm -hmm. This is my house. These are my toys. This is how it goes, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to allow them to do that. And unfortunately, one of the ways that they do that is growling, snapping. And a lot, most of the time it does not have any kind of harm involved. That's what they do. They're setting their boundaries. And then you know what? Normally the other dog learns and doesn't do it again. Um, it, It, that's, it's, just natural that way that's how we're supposed to do it but our own human emotions come into it and we start with the guilt and the everything else that goes with it and yeah. so we just don't do it we just go eh, i'm not gonna i'm gonna take the heat for it and all you know just whatever and that's yeah. not fair you have to right. have to enjoy your life yeah. be happy you know true so. very good so there we go I have a lot more, but I think we're good. Awesome. Yay. That was good. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It's a hard subject for It's a reminder for, for myself, you know, yeah. as we sit here and talk about this. And and I remember some of the things, even most recently, that I've had to set boundaries. And, and guilt kind of wants to creep into my head Always. for a minute. Yeah. And then I go, no. Push it out. Think about how you feel now. Mm-hmm. You feel better. Yeah, you feel better. I feel more at peace because I, and again, I let things ride as long as I can let them ride. Mm-hmm. And then I finally have to say, I've set this boundary. Right. It's not working. You're not paying. Yeah. You're I got to move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so it feels good. feels good to, to kind of be able to reassess that as we discuss it and feel, feel okay with myself. Yeah. And I and, think that if, if our listeners, any of you that are going through a spiritual awakening, that this is definitely something that'll come up in your journey is is setting these boundaries because without them, you won't be able to be as happy and fulfilled as you would. And they do just start to come naturally because you start to learn how to handle people different and better yeah. because you approach everything with love. Yeah. It's different than it, before. Yeah, so, it so it comes with the, the spiritual awakening process, I believe. I agree. Yep. So cool. yay. Great job. Thank you. Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, would you like to share your information really fast? Yes. You can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com <clears throat> or if you'd like to message us, spiritualjoneses at gmail.com and you can find us all over the web at spiritualjoneses is our tagline in most places. So, And Pretty then good. you, sir. Yes. For my art, djonesartcollection.com for the web at djonesartcollection for Instagram and Facebook and I just got the Jerry Garcia to the printer, so that's Yay. getting photographed, and I'll have prints available for that one pretty soon. Excited. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, excited. they're all good, but, you know. So, and i um, going to leap into the TikTok world here pretty soon <laughs> with the guidance of my wife over there. Oh, boy. <laughs> Should be interesting. But, and the music, we're getting back to rehearsal uh, February, so Yay. looking forward to that. Very good. And that's all I got. Great. Well, we hope everybody got something out of this today. That we do. Go out, love your brother, but set your boundaries. Yes. And you'll find that I think you get your feelings hurt less and they get their feelings hurt less. Absolutely. Um, and we can all live, you know, and get along. Yeah. Peace and harmony. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. And until next week, peace and love. love.